Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Dude, the Stanley Cup final with the Knights and the Capitals, the funniest shit in the world was how the Knights were doing that thing doing the thing where they were murdering every other team's mascot or logo. <laughs> and then it was the Capitals, and they're like, yeah, we can't take down, like, any government building. So, like, what are we going to do? Like, we can't have... You can't kill, like, kill an eagle. Blowing <laughs> like, up smash on the, ice. the White House. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we're fucked now. And that's why they lost the cup, because they couldn't incinerate they the Capitol building. Oh, that's when they ice. decided to stab Marc-Andre Fleury in the back. Yeah. From the wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. <laughs> Isha Jerome here alongside the state of Hoppy and the entire crew from the Bruins and Bruins podcast. I mean, this is your own show, guys. This is our own show, the Soda Pod. I feel like we don't have to like make the rounds individually and be like, "Oh, so my name is Drew." So my name. Hey, guys, is you want to hear blah, blah. something really fucking on brand? Just got a DM from Z, getting my shit together. Oh my! See, this is perfect. That's just his. That's his yeah. constant state. <laughs> Honestly, we could not have timed it any better than starting right now because when he drops in yo what's up guys <laughs> you know it's it's gonna that'll be work per- that'll work it'll be perfectly on brand but welcome to the soda pod uh a bonus not even numbered wednesday episode and this one it's been long overdue it's been long overdue because the first time i heard the boys podcast here I-, I thought to myself this is basically the soda pod but like covering the Boston Bruins. Now you guys are a lot funnier than Hoppy and I. I'll give you a, give you credit there. Uh, and we had Drew on, you know, respectively uh, when you guys first joined the Hockey Podcast Network. Shoot, like over a year ago now. And um, I mean, it was great. Don't get me wrong. It was a great. It was a great interview. And shortly after, we're like, oh yeah, like it, we're we're totally like our, our brands kind of are, are in sync. Well, we'll do this again. Fast forward a year later. So boys, really <laughs> excited to to have you on the show here. Yeah, that's pretty on brand for us. Uh, yeah, our, our whole thing is uh, we commit to things and then uh, maybe a year later you'll get it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So wh- where do you want to start, Hoppy? Let's see. We Oh, let, let's make the introductions on your podcast here. Tell, tell everyone, I want to lead off with Cam. Cam, who are you? <laughs> oh, dude, I'd love to know. Um <laughs> Usually we just define ourselves by the beer we're drinking, so maybe I'll just go there and great start. Great start from there. Um, This one was a Christmas gift from my girlfriend, 
local Portland, Maine, Lone Pine Brewery. It's a Hawaiian t-shirt cannon. It is an IPA with pineapple, guava, and coconut. I really no like blueberry? the quote on the back. It's by a guy named Ben Wyatt. I don't know who that is, but they said, everybody says they care about the issues, but at the end of the day, all anyone really wants is free clothing shot at them from a cannon. And I kind of, you know, it's a good way to live life. So uh, Hawaiian ben, t-shirt cannon. Ben Wyatt from uh, Parks and Rec? That's, that's I, I've seen a couple episodes here and there. I don't know if this is going to be kicked off the pod, but I haven't watched what? it all the way through. I've heard it's very good, though. It is It is good. I yeah. just finished it. It's good. Yeah. My girlfriend's been badgering me to watch it, so maybe I should give in now that I'm drinking her beer on the podcast. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was her not-so-subtle reminder. Yeah. Just a, throwing you the, to the wolves, saying, yeah. I don't know who Ben Wyatt is, but it's on my beer. I keep trying to get her to watch Letterkenny, and she keeps falling asleep, so it's been a little bit of a problem, but we'll see. Uh, anyway... Uh, on the Bruce and Birds podcast, we usually rate our beers by drinkability and by taste. So I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, drinkability for an IPA, not bad. It's pretty sweet, uh, not terribly hoppy. It is 7.7%, though. Give it about a 23 for drinkability taste. It's got the citrusy of the pineapple, but it's not overly sweetened. Um, kind of a run of the mill IPA with a little bit of a citrus twist. I'll give it about a 25 on taste. It's good beer, though. For those who don't know, our scale is out of 37. Yeah, the 37 <laughs> scale. Love it. Does the numbers go higher than that or no? <laughs> you can either be Patrice Bergeron or, or not. So. I think they just go back into the negatives. So I'm pretty, pretty sure, it. yeah. yeah. Uh, Drew, you got another Portland beer. You want to keep keep running around? Oh, is it Portland? No, it's Lewiston, bro. Is it really? You no, know. well, it's all over Portland. Lewiston, Maine, the capital of the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a stowaway IPA from uh, Baxter Brewing Company. Uh, it's a nice six point nine percent. Nice. Um, oh, nice. And so, yeah. Without further ado, <laughs> we we've commented before, like, why do we need to take another sip before we rate it? Because um, <laughs> you for concentration spans are only yeah. so wide. See, I already forgot why I was going to rate it. Well, I mean, why, Hoppy, why do I have to clear my throat for the hundredth time, even yeah, though like I'm about to, to do the intro? If we get into the intro and I beat him to it, I'm like, <clears throat> he has to like, <clears throat> totally redo his makeup and start over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't even think about it until Hoppy like shouted the glass, and now it's like the only thing I think about before we start any show. Holy <clears throat> but drinkability for an IPA, pretty drinkable. I'll go with a 23. Um, tasteability... It's like pretty hoppy, but it's kind of it's kind of uh, muted in a way. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go like an 18 out of 37 on that one. I like it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, continuing our our tour of Maine, I've got a beer out of Westbrook, Maine. Oh, yeah. Mast Landing Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. Uh, Neon Sales IPA. Um, I. I heard Isha say something about white sails, so I figured I'd uh, pick this one up because uh, love it. You know, I prefer I prefer my sails neon. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I think it's six point three percent. Yeah, fucking nice can art too on that one. Literally the only reason I picked it up. Uh, <laughs> I was I was in the liquor store, kind of looking around. There wasn't much I'd uh, I had had before, so you know. Uh, don't judge a book by its cover. Judge a beer by its can art. Um, 
man, drinkability very high for an IPA. This is, this is like your typical New England IPA kind of. I don't have my Bruins and Bruins mug here, so I haven't poured it into anything, so I can't see. But this this <laughs> tastes of of haziness to me. Um, I would say like you know, kind of those milder fruits, not the citrus fruits. So maybe like uh, passion fruit, mango, like those kinds of those kinds of fruits. Not a lot of acidity there, and not a ton of hoppiness. So you're, you're not getting anything real bitter. So it's real real drinkable. We'll give it a 32. Ooh. Tasteability. Um, a little a little on the lower side of tasteability. Tastes good. Tasteability, however, is low. Uh, we'll go 12. Oh, wow. And Drew, to answer your question, I think the the need to have the sip on the pot, it's like imagine watching the Food Network and they cook the food and then they've already eaten it. You don't actually watch it. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. So yeah, to, even though we rarely use video, you have to hear us sipping the beer or else you're missing a, a crucial part of yeah, it. We're, yeah, we're an ASMR podcast. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, just like Chris, I picked mine out for the can art too. I don't know how well you're going to be able to see this because of the oh, yeah. fucking glare. But uh, it's the second rendition from our good friends at Back Channel Brewing. Fuck, Fuck that, that guy. Um, so all of their beers are named after like famous Minnesotans, and they always come up with clever ones. So like my personal favorite for Sean William Scott is Nectart. Um, but you, you can go from there. They, they get pretty creative with that shit. But fuck that guy. This is their second rendition. And this one with the Winter Classic coming up was for none other than Norm Green, who is... Fuck that guy. Yeah, um, so I mean it, it looks pretty much like orange juice, which means it's probably delicious. Mm. Yep. Well hmm. you should you should give your rating since we're basically on uh... I know. I'm so mine's almost the opposite here what Cam had. The the drinkability, this thing hits hard. It's a 9.5 percenter. We're probably going to give it like a 21 on the drinkability scale. But the, that's that's high you, for. A, oh, well, OK, then we'll go for, for 9.5 percent. Oh, man. 16. Then. I'm, I'm learning the scale. But as far as taste, I I can fucking taste this. Like this Hell is yeah. a Zidane Chara 33. Oh, nice, nice. Very nice, very nice. Um, in textbook uh, Z fashion, I was gonna give my pick, but or you know describe my beer, but instead <laughs> we got Z here. He just wants to come crash the party late. What's up, Z? Nice hey, hat, man. by the way. I was expecting a wild one, so we at least could have like you know three, three, uh, three people wild representation, three Bruins, but instead he had to, he had to outdo us. <laughs> no, I mean it's fine now. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's just he's looking as if you were like talking from behind him and spooked him. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're I back to it. even because Cam doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, Z, what are you drinking tonight? We're making the rounds. Oh, he's got a he's got a left coast uh, blue river uh, brown dog blue mountain triple Actually. IPA. I just Blue saw Sapphire Unicorn IPA Rock. earlier today and said to Cam, like, we should ship this to Colin for Christmas. <laughs> mm, yeah. No, nobody loves awesome. really uh, you gotta you gotta bleep beers. that out on the potty show. I know. No one no one will know his name. 
Oh, Isha was so giddy though when he learned his name before we were working together. So, Couldn't believe it. Holy shit, dude! I know Z's name. They let it slip. They just casually well, mentioned some guy named. Well, yeah. We <laughs> won't be bleeping that out on the Bruce and Burns podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as always, he'll be featured in our title. <laughs> That's amazing. Dude, I That's still amazing. have people be like face reveal, and I was like, I, <laughs> I post about three videos of my own face every week, <laughs> and my dog. So I mean, I practically tweeted my social security number out. <laughs> just like, all right, yeah. So no one actually cares. I love it. By the way, Z still needs to uh, bill me for a bunch of chew. I see I'm, you snapping uh, away I there. Oh, you've quit. No, okay, well, I, bill me for. For something else, then I owe you there, buddy. But anyways, Zia making making the entrance here. Um, I want to actually rate mine quickly because this one is awesome. Hoppy's got me into porters and, and stouts, and this one is a white sales, which I mean I, not, I know neon. Hoppy, not neon. <laughs> not neon. Famously I know, not neon. <laughs> I know I've been uh I've been usually drinking a bunch of longwood brewing uh beers here, and I said they had like a, a crazy, crazy good winning streak. I just couldn't pass this one up. A chocolate porter. It's a small batch release, five percent. Oh, the glare's pretty bad on this one too, but anyways. Uh they don't get too crazy with their can art, but this one is unbelievable. So what was it? Drink drinkability first? Yeah. Either way, we Oh, it yeah, never matters. Right. Never. Okay, okay. Well, as far as as far as drinkability for a porter, like especially for like noobs, like getting into drinking porters and stouts, like it can be tough, right? Drinkability, and with that in mind, I would say is like probably thirty. Like it's very easy to drink. Like it's not bitter at all. Um, it's not super sweet, so it's there's not a lot of like a, a chocolate like dominant taste to it. But I, I think it's like absolutely incredible. Um. And then uh, taste tasteability. That was the second one. Be- yep. be- because it's like it's not exactly advertised. I'll give it maybe like a, a nineteen. But it's something that I'm definitely going to be uh, drinking again if I can get my hands on one. Uh, you know, during this holiday season. So uh, as we have a huge, you know, round table here. Uh, cheers to everybody on this uh, Wednesday episode. Cheers. Cheers, boys. I don't know who wants to take this from your side, but for our listeners who don't know, please explain the the taste and drinkability scale and the tagline for your podcast. Oh man, uh, you can go. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a reappropriation of the Sam seventy six commercials when they uh they they came out with these commercials that were like it's a drinkable beer you can taste, and uh, I don't know we just thought that was one of the stupidest taglines of all time, so we uh, decided to rate all our beers. <laughs> <laughs> on that scale uh tasteability and drinkability uh and yeah. then they uh then they stopped promoting their beer that way so um i think we just kind of took it they said uh we're not even going to put out a cease and desist you guys have that now so i think uh, it's in- I think it's important to emphasize that it's tasteability which just means how much you can taste it, it doesn't mean the taste itself Okay. So like yeah, water that's, that's, has zero tasteability. That's why we always specify when we give a low rating for tasteability that sometimes it can also taste good. This beer, low tasteability, tastes very good. I stand by my ratings. <laughs> yeah, me too, to be honest. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Should what do you want to dive into first? We just covered beer here, Hoppy. Do we want to talk? Uh, well, let, let's want... let's endear ourselves to the listeners of Bruins and Bruins because I think outside of the four that we have joining us here, Isha, 
we might be the biggest Tuka Rask supporters on the internet. And uh, let, let's just get into it. Like when when's he signing? When's this happening? He's already uh, signed under the table. He's yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> when, when are they announcing the under the table signing? <laughs> Whenever he's eligible to play, I mean, or within a week of it, I, it's done. It's done. He's practicing with the team. Like, what more can you want with the team trainers, the whole nine yards? Well, there's, a, there's some people who don't like that he's like practicing no. with the team. There's been articles about it. Yes. In the Boston media, there have been articles that Tuca should not be practicing with the Bruins. And what? I just think that's absolutely outrageous. Like, do you want him to just play on a rink by himself? <laughs> Go to Men's like, they, they, that's how bad people don't want mm-hmm. the Bruins to, like, sign him. I was just going to say, it's, it's not that they crazy. don't want him there right now. It's that they don't ever want him there. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It blows my mind. And again, boys, like, I'm, I'm a fucking Vancouver Canucks fan. Like, Tim <laughs> Thomas still, like, haunts my dreams. And I know Tuka Rask wasn't prevalent in that particular run, but like, you know, Boston, you know, they haven't been my favorite team. I love you guys. I love Z, but I have to say, like, I haven't been my favorite team since, uh, since that, you know, since that unfortunate for me uh, year, but, but anyways, I I digress. But even given that my respect to Tuka Rask and my confusion as to why, people in Boston and Boston fans and even some outside of the Boston market um, in the Eastern conference are so critical. And dare I say, even hate this player. Like it blows my mind. Cause I think he's one of the best goaltenders in the national hockey league. And I know Z will, you know, defend him <laughs> as well. And th- this might just be, I don't know, regular dialogue to your listeners, but here on the soda pod, like, I don't know. I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about this too because it, it, it blows my mind. So why? What what's the argument against him? Like why why is there such a pushback against Tukarask? And why has it been there for so long? The the like common bullshit that you hear from the Tuka haters is that he like he can't win the big game and it's just like we've we've talked about this plenty of times in Bruce and Bruins, but it's just like your typical moving the goalposts where he'll like have back to back shutouts in like a game five, game six, but then he gives up three goals in game seven, and that's the only one that gets counted. Uh, I think it's just like a very lazy understanding of hockey where anytime a team loses, it's the goalie's fault because they're the most obvious person to blame. Uh, just like anytime a team loses, it's the head coach's fault and you got to fire him. It's the only dynamic there. Um, it's just lazy. It's crazy because like statistically, he's so good. And then mm-hmm. even outside of his game, like, he's a very easy person to root for. He's not a very toxic personality. He seems by like a great guy by all accounts. Um, he's not, he's not like Patrice Bergeron quiet, but he kind of keeps to himself for the most part off the ice. So it's not like he's like a, like a Jordan Bennington or his like antics or whatever. Not that he's like a terrible guy. I'm not trying to say that, but like, no, I get there's it. a little bit of back and forth on, on what he's like personality wise. And that's not like an issue you'd never see with Tuka. So you can't even like dog him for his character. Cause there's no problems there. It's just, it's wholly irrational, and if you're trying to find some string of logic in there, you're just going to tie yourself out. Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of what Cam said with a healthy dose of Boston entitlement and a little bit of xenophobia. Um, if he was like a good American boy, uh, I don't think anybody would have an issue with him. I, I think uh, Bruins fans are going to be all behind Jeremy Swayman as soon as he uh, – as soon as he like really starts picking up the pace on things and fuck, but um, the way Tuka played in Providence coming up as a prospect, I mean, he basically was an American boy. He was fucking throwing sticks and golf or not a uh, milk carton, 
milk crates or whatever around. Yeah. Like, the guy was a fucking absolute animal. But a guy from Finland doing that, that's like, oh, this is Euro trash. If a guy from America oh, does man. that, he's like, oh, man, this guy's got heart and, and all sorts of stuff that we <laughs> that want. That sucks yeah. so much because the likes of like uh, a Kippersoff up in Canada, like he was like welcome with open arms. Like you are so fucked in the head. We love you. Like go ahead, just, smoke your you darts s- in between periods, <laughs> even though it's the mid 2000s. We don't care. You still see that shit in Toronto, though. Like the- Toronto's barely Canada. You yeah, can have I Toronto. Guess that's- <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't want Toronto. Minnesota's more Canadian than fucking Toronto, dude. We, Further north we love, Toronto. We love hearing that. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Fuck the Leafs actually. and fuck Toronto. But anyways. We can all agree on that. That's good. Uh, Z, you care to comment at all? Uh, I... You said milk carton, and I kind of wish he was throwing full cartons of milk instead of the <laughs> milk crate. Crazy. That would have been way funnier if he was just like throwing things of milk and it's just going. That would have been way funnier. <laughs> just like, where'd the milk come from? Uh, Why is the brought milk? milk. He's the milk man. Brought another bag. <laughs> he has a second hockey bag. One for his he, uh, gear, one for all the milk that he's gonna throw onto the ice. He keeps a glass bed. bottle of milk on top of the goal instead of a water bottle. Yeah, he's just like. Uh, I, I do wish it, it just shatters. <laughs> yeah, I said this before though. I love that he's just been around for like a month and a half, and Sweetie and Neely are like, "Yeah, we'll see what happens." You know, we want to get him. We don't know. We'll see what happens. Like, you know, if he's if he feels good, maybe we'll sign him. And he's just like, "Yeah, I'll come back." Uh, I'm gonna play some Bud Lights. I've been in the room drinking beers with the boys. Uh, yeah, no, I'm basically already back. He's like the first one on the ice. He's like waving to the media. Like, yeah, no, I'm on the, like I'm on the team now. Uh, but they're like, yeah, yeah, baby, we'll see what happens. It's like, yeah, no, I am here though. I am on the team. So I love that about him. Such a beauty. Wrote the forward to Sean Thornton's book. Yeah, he's like best friends with Sean Thornton. They bought a boat <laughs> together. Fucking awesome! <laughs> they bought a boat together. Yeah, and the, you know, guys stuff. knew how to. Know how to yeah, use it. They're like, yeah, we'll just. They're like, yeah, we just want to drink beers on the water, so we're gonna buy a boat. <laughs> Love it. Thornton's wife got pissed at him. It's like, well, Tuca did it. I don't. It wasn't me. <laughs> so he has a drink. So like, he's just the coolest dude in the world. He got his own drink. Like, what more can you yep. want? We've featured it on this podcast. Uh, yeah. What's it called? The, the finished long, long drink. Okay, explain, explain. Since this it's whole like a, Wednesday episode is pretty much an extended hoppy hour here on the yeah. So he, he's a part owner of this company. It's like a, it's like a grapefruit gin drink kind of, which is like okay. right up my alley. Uh, it's a little bit too sugary, I think. But uh, if you want to just have, like have one or two of them, like it's a pretty good. I love grapefruit. Yeah, it's it, it basically it tastes like Fresca. Nice. Le, le pompe le mousse, as we say up here in Canada. Yep. Or pample mouse, as they say in Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's made by uh, Tuca. He yeah, actually he makes it himself. Yeah, he, he goes well, yeah, up to they Finland should, every offseason. He stomps on some grapefruit. Uh, yeah, if, makes... if you've ever seen uh, Paddington Two, it's Brendan Gleeson like squeezing the oranges to to make the marmalade. It's that's what Tuca does for the for the grapefruits. <laughs> Wasn't that movie like rated the highest on like Rotten Tomatoes or something? Dude, like that, that movie kicks time? ass. I heard and... it was like 
it was like 99% for the longest time and then it like dropped to 98. It was it was like rated higher than Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I mean the if you haven't seen Paddington 2, you don't even need to see Paddington 1, which is also a pretty good movie, but Paddington 2, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Rare case where the sequel is better than the original. Yeah, I mean the the original is good and I would say like if you have it if you have time to do it, watch both, but there's, there's not much that you who, need to know prior. I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time. Just, you better get it in soon, though. I think it's with, with all this hockey coming up. We need to. I know uh, our good friend Mikey Radigan from the uh, Three Cheers Pod has got information that's going to lead to the arrest of Paddington Bear. He's been tweeting about it. So get <laughs> yes. it in before he gets canceled. Jeez. What can Paddington ever do? Well, I think you he's just Mikey. <laughs> I think he's just mad that Shrek's not getting enough shine. So. <laughs> And Medea, the, the truth it's, to you. It's really good to go on other people's podcasts and do our inside jokes. <laughs> not even <laughs> not even our inside jokes, our friends' inside yeah. jokes. <laughs> I love inside jokes. Hope to be a part of one one day. Yeah. This is in my podcast, so I just showed up. Mike Tuka, I just kind of showed up and demanded I was part of it. <laughs> Me and Chris are like, I don't know, maybe we'll re-sign them. I got a sweatshirt, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. <laughs> It's the practice jersey. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It kind of is. We're practicing the warm-up for future merch. It's fine. All right. Well, going into the season, obviously, everyone was pretty high on the Bruins. Everyone, you know, out, out here uh, supporting the wild uh, soda pod listeners and, and just r- casual hockey fans uh, in regards to uh, their division. No one kind of saw the wild dominating division, their division as much as they did, uh, despite kind of falling off. Uh, as of late, but I would say, and I think if Hoppy and I actually looked back into our prediction videos, that we had Boston pretty high in the Atlantic division. I mean, I had them before the Maple Leafs, I'm pretty sure. Tampa at the top is no surprise, but but boys, I mean, what, what have been some of the challenges for the Boston Bruins this year? Because, and I know it's narrow, but we got like the likes of Detroit sitting above you in the standings right now. Yeah, every everything's been off. It's been super streaky, goaltending, scoring, depth. I mean, like, we call them the erection line, but you've probably heard the perfection line out there. But it's the erection line. Drop the P um, and the F in the middle. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Drop two random letters. Uh, Yeah, other than them being – and even they haven't been super consistent, which was a theme in the past where the first line can only carry you so far. And that the depth needs to step in where it needs to step in, especially down the stretch, especially playoffs. And the last, I don't know, five or six seasons that that just it hasn't been there. Despite all the signings they do, despite the prospects they bring up and try to make work, um, they they all kind of fall into third, fourth, maybe even not that, and they're just kind of left hung out to dry. So it's just super. It's frustrating because you don't know. You could see like a really good complete sixty-minute game one night and then the next night you see them play 20 minutes it, it, it can be brutal sometimes yeah i don't think anyone's going to benefit from this covid break more than the bruins because they just needed a rest they're a team that's played too many games the schedule makers <laughs> decided to <laughs> I, it feels like the bruins are never playing hockey and we're like our, our podcast is just us talking about <laughs> what if the bruins ever played hockey again that would be cool um yeah i don't know it's it's tough to judge because they they did start off the season with like literally two five-day breaks for no reason um and so yeah maybe detroit's ahead of the bruins in the standings but also it feels like the the bruins will 
eclipse them at some point when they play enough games. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's like this team doesn't suck, and that's frustrating because the Bruins shouldn't be a team that simply doesn't suck. Um, and it's they got they have enough great players where you can't really give up on it. And you know th- there have been media members who have suggested that the Bruins kind of trade their top talent and move on and rebuild. And, and it's, it, it's not something that I'm opposed to doing in terms of just an ideology, but uh, when you have players like Patrice Bergeron, Brad Martian, David Pasternak, Charlie McAvoy, like you have the pieces of a team that can make a, a Stanley cup run if they make the playoffs. Um, if you push all in at the deadline. Um, so like that's all they are right now is just try and make the playoffs and, and hope you get some good pieces at the deadline. Um, but yeah, losing uh, a really consistent all world goaltender and a really consistent all world second line center seems to have hurt a lot. How much are you worried about the Red Wings who also don't suck? They've I'm actually, uh, they're my Red Wings. I'm a, I'm a big Red Wings fan, so I'm not worried about them at all. I'm I'm really happy for them. <laughs> not particularly, though. To answer your question, <laughs> they'll be fine. But I, th- I, I mean, think I think they'll be they'll be battling. I think the Bruins would be lucky to get that third spot. Even from the beginning of the season, I think our predictions were Tampa and and, and Toronto over them, if not the Panthers as well. So I think I you know it's going to Panthers so much. Dude, the Panthers are legit, man. Panthers I mean, they've been legit for five years, but have only now just started. No, 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 no. They, they've been good for for four years. This year, yeah. they're legit. I'm with yeah, you, Sean, de- one, even yeah. dealing with like injuries and COVID and stuff, that they've still been kind of plowing through. Same with same with Tampa. Um, well, those, no one, those teams and, are scary, and no one's talking about like they lost their coach at the beginning of the year. Now again, like everything uh, we, we've we've talked about that. that. <laughs> I mean, we've we've talked about that no as well. But I, I'm just saying, like, if you're looking at just from a purely like hockey on the ice perspective like there was a shakeup as far as systems wise went and they still just kept winning right like you look at like a human aspect of it again everything else aside just like okay the systems change the everyday changes just for for a professional athlete anyways i mean that has to usually do something and it seemed to not phase them so it shows just how kind of strong they are as a unit as a team uh as well cheers portland Tour de Maine. Show that off one time because I was a little, I was a little late there. Oh, yeah. yes. it's the most. I think it's the most far-reaching Maine beer. Yeah, that's that's got to be the case. It's crazy. Oh well, yeah, that's for sure. But it doesn't make it to Minnesota. My mom goes to Chicago a decent amount because that's where all her family is. So she's like my beer mule from there. We need to get a beer name. mule from yeah. Canada or something. <laughs> <laughs> this Chicago is like. <laughs> If we're going with your scale, drinkability is like a full Patrice Bergeron, but tasteability is probably more like a 10, 11. Yeah, I feel so like, like a Parisian. I feel like it's a very like Come true on now. wheat beer. Where like if you like wheat beers like that, you're going to love it. And if you're iffy yeah. on them, you're probably not because it's like the peak wheat beer for me. Oh, it's for a, sure. It's like a Miko Koivu. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Should have put that Boys, up. 
I know. I was just going to say, you commented on Hoppy's Rossi jersey. You should have seen. We have a, a Columbus Cannon third jersey, Koivu number nine, that you, <laughs> that gets that spot every now and then, too. Because, I mean, that's People the, jersey, that, that's the jersey that should be retired. Hell yeah. It's yeah. the best jersey he's ever worn, without question. It is. And, I mean, I don't even think he should be retired. But that's we've dragged that topic out enough here on the Soda Pod. <laughs> Boys, I want to hear... Yet. I want to hear. I want to hear from your perspective. Like, what's your thoughts on the wild uh, season this year? Um, so basically, whenever we have Colin on, we have a segment that we call "Hey Colin, we don't have content. What's up?" You're with making the wild? this really hard for me, by the way. Do you um, just stop I, saying his name? <laughs> <laughs> it's right, at thirty thirty-five. <laughs> I know. I really got it down. <laughs> Sorry, we asked Z. Uh, podcast. What's up with the wild? Z um and uh Z tells us what's up um uh but that's basically our perspective is whatever so I I would just defer to to Z here um honestly he's gonna beep all of these out anyways which is what's gonna be funny it feels very weird calling him Z because uh Literally, we, yeah, we we met up for Drew's birthday. <laughs> yeah, that was my birthday. Just 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 us three and Drew's girlfriend. You know, you know what, guys? Like when anyone calls Hoppy Scott, it still just like sends my mind into a pretzel. I just can't. I, just, I just learned his name. So confused. I just learned his name for the first time. So he's he is Hoppy right now, yeah. and this is Z. Uh, yeah, no, just Isha. This is part of the Bruce and Burns experiences. Uh, true forcing you to edit more than you should need to. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> you asked for Sweet. Oh, yeah. that, was, that, was, that was really tame compared to normal. <laughs> I mean, the difference is we don't edit anything, so this is new for Isha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, have have wild. we have editing by necessity. <laughs> yeah. I think Z's just watching the World Junior game. Yeah, that appears to be the case. <laughs> um, Germany's but the wild, for me personally, the Wild have like, <laughs> I mean, I pay attention to the Bruins and I barely pay attention. Like, I'll catch a random game here and there, but I don't really track any other teams. But the Wild have always been that team that out in the West, and I have to pick someone out West because I can't pick someone in the Eastern Conference. Oh, in the Western Conference, I, uh, like it, it, the Wild have definitely been that team. Especially just from well, I played them in GM mode in NHL one year and really liked them. But other than that, it's just that team that like well, I was born in ninety-six and they were what two thousand, like on the dot two thousand. So yeah. they're like a relatively new team. Like I, I grew up with them. Um and like it, they seem I mean they make the playoffs and they seem like a good team and then you, you just root and you root and you root like like they're kind of always the underdog there and I just wanna see them excel i want to see them get the cup if the bruins aren't in the running i want to see them get the cup and then they don't so that, that's basically my minor fanhood of the wild is like oh hey they're the late night game tonight i'll watch oh that sucks how old were you when you realized what their logo is like, um, last year I, I, relatively young honestly <laughs> dude, i know i noticed it pretty last quickly year. That yeah there. I'm I wish pretty... I was joking. I, I think it might have happened on this podcast. No, yeah, I, th- I think we told Cam Jeez. what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That blows well, my mind. I've heard the same thing from a few people. Here's I'm like, the, how? Like, 
it's like it one was, of those things where like I grew up with the logo and from a young age I just recognized that as the Minnesota Wild logo. So I didn't think like look into it, right? You I didn't just, just like, look oh, at Minnesota it for more Wild than like logo. three seconds. <laughs> and it's not just the Wild either. There's like other teams that I'm like, oh yeah, that was another one. It looks like Chris has got one on, on Yeah, the so the, the Wild logo wasn't one of those. I knew exactly what it was as soon as I saw it. The two for me were the Washington Capitals, like the Eagle being a W with the like the Capitol building silhouette in the middle. Like yeah. I just never noticed that. That one's then, harder though. I just learned that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a little harder though, but yeah. yeah okay, Google okay. That one and now. then the blue jackets like swoop thing, like that being a C, like that just never registered as a C to me. Yeah, it still doesn't for me. logo has a penguin in it, so that's pretty Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Van- Vancouver's was reaching out to their local international market that they had to actually literally write Vancouver <laughs> over their logo so people would, you know, know that it was in fact Vancouver. Thank God they fucking took that out. PC uh, school systems. You, you should go back to your question. I feel like the Wild have been kind of similar to like, they've been like the West Coast Panthers for me. I say West Coast, not the Minnesota's West Coast. <laughs> Minnesota's not famously not coastal. Not even close, dude. <laughs> the uh, more shoreline than yeah. any of the West Coast. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Cam, <laughs> Cam also just called Arizona West Coast. Look, I corrected so. it in the tweet. I, it was, it was Colorado's in the South, boys. We're working out of a classic <laughs> East Coast bias here. Everything everything west of like, I don't West know, of the Ohio. Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys are no, such like East like Coasters. The, the Western Conference Panthers over the last few years, where they've had like a pretty good squad, good enough to maybe crack into the playoffs, but not enough to get past maybe the second round. And now you see both of them kind of cracking through. I think Florida's a stronger team, a little bit deeper, but I feel like, you know, Minnesota's on the right track. And um, I would be excited to see them kind of move a little bit further. Like, I don't know, again, two teams that I feel like have had that budding talent but haven't been able to kind of get over the bar and i feel like they're finally finally getting there so um yeah you got support over here yeah i I like the i like the back end there and and some of the younger talent on uh, forward talent um how's kevin fiala been playing lately i mean he's played fine he just because i I know he was kind of struggling to start the season and i know that's one of z's favorite players out there yeah i mean z you can you can comment on that one he's big He's been unbelievable all year. He just can't make the puck go in. He has the most posts and crossbars. He has statistically the worst puck luck in the fucking league. Does the crossbar not count as a post? Screwed over. Huh? Does the crossbar not count as a post? It's it's a different post. They're connected. It's connected (laughs) to the other. Um, I don't know. He hits he hits both, dude. I don't know. All of them. So I, I think I I worry a little bit like long term what the plan is there. There obviously some some good young talent, but you know maybe goaltending wise and some of the you know some of the talents kind of not aging out, but you're getting up into the like my age territory. And so you know I don't know how sustainable the success is, but like obviously you want to win a cup now. So the plan is trade Fiala and Greenway for JT Miller. No. Chris is like 50, by the way. No, he's like 30, but... I think our description on Spotify is uh, two 20-somethings and an adult drink yeah. beer <laughs> Bruins. I'm 31. I'm aging gracefully. Oh, you are fucking old. Yeah. 
<laughs> Chris, you don't look a day past 24. It's good. Thank you. Much appreciated. Well, the mustache adds a couple of years. <laughs> it it, it does. does. Yeah. It also makes him like 15% smarter. So Yeah. yeah. He's already a rock it's like a wise years. man in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. All right, so we've had a, we've had a few questions for you guys. Um, since we're kind of doing a joint podcast here, do you have any questions for us? Yeah, why why us? Why'd you why'd you pick us? Buddy, you have, Drew, you have... Drew seemed cool. That was pretty much it. <laughs> Hoppy and I messaged like each other on Twitter like six months ago. I was showing this to Cam when we were at the bar earlier. Um, <laughs> And we talked about After Effects and how we need to learn that at some point and we should have a podcast together. And so then a couple of days ago, I was like, well, it's been six months and we haven't, well, I haven't learned After Effects and we haven't had a crossover. And Hoppy was like, yep, same. So we decided it was time. Oh, man. Got one checkbox. There you go. Okay. Um, so there's your answer. There's your answer. What are the the Wilds' uh, aspirations or chances of making a deep run this year? Are they getting another center? That's my answer. They need center depth, well, that and that question. will make that'll make. <laughs> yeah, that I answer question questions with questions. Nice. <laughs> Look at that! Yeah, He's paying attention though. On on your uh, on that note, like, what are your feelings on uh, you all, Erickson Eck? Love him. Hate that he's injured right now and that he might be out a little while. Um, I think he's an unbelievable player for what he brings, but he's not hes not your you know, top six, top center if you're looking for offensive output. He's a top six, top center to, mat for, to match top lines. Dude, he's and, Nico Koivu. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was, <laughs> he's, he's, was going to He's not a first-line center. He can be a second-line center, and he's an incredible third-line center. But I don't think anybody in Minnesota is like pushing the narrative that he's anything more than he is. If any, if anything, Wrong. people <laughs> Wrong. There's so many that do. They all think he should be the first line center. Well, again, in the rotation, sure. But like he won't be crowned with that label because the Wild have never had that type of center. They they have it. And we're hoping Marco Rossi becomes that. And if they do trade for a JT Miller, which again from a Vancouver Canucks perspective, my fandom here. Um, I'm hoping not. But if they do, I mean, that would solve a lot of problems and he would be their bona fide, you know, top center and arguably the best center that they've ever had in in, uh, in franchise history. That would be a problem. Uh, <laughs> if, if that was the case, because he's uh, like work. half of a center, I like the, the whole thing with him being like, He's a center. I'm like, sometimes he is. Uh, <laughs> like, when this rumor start, first started going around, I was like, just look at their line combinations. He's usually on the left side of Pedersen. So, like, he's not an out-and-out center. I don't know why this keeps, like, like he's the best center in the fucking league. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. No, he's, <laughs> he's just the best one that's available besides Hurdle, but Hurdle's going to need big boy bucks next year, so he's not an option. Yeah, well, I, I think if a team that wants to win a cup, if I think if their answer is to get JT Miller to be your number one center, then you're going to be saying the same thing. Hurdle like, the Bruins, baby. Hurdle anywhere. Hurdle anywhere. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Free Tomas Hurdle. Yeah, the rest of the league needs to to see more of this guy as well. He's been he's been stuck in San Jose too Dude, long. No, send him to Florida. Days. Send him to Florida. Oh, we need him God. back with Jumbo Joe. 
Yeah, that people forget be... the Jumbo Joe nickname oh, originated uh, because of Tomas Hurdle <laughs> scoring four goals as a rookie. Oh, that's just the greatest interview I'll ever hear. Oh, man. <laughs> Stroking it. <laughs> that was awesome. It's hard to find. It is on YouTube, but it's hard to find. It's uh, one hodgepodge account that just like refused to delete it. <laughs> there you go. I actually so, found it on Keep holding space. strong. It's probably Z. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I got, um, I got kind of a question for you about. All right. All right. So, kind of a question from Cam. Yeah, it's kind of a question. Who is kind of a co host. So, exactly. <laughs> it's fitting. So, just scrolling through like basic stat sheets, I'm looking at the Bruins. Three players above the twenty point mark. Again, we talk about games played, so that's kind of a, a factor there. But it's the it's the erection line. It's Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak. Only three players with at least twenty points in the Bruins. We've talked about how that's been an issue depth wise. We're so looking at Minnesota's seven guys already above the twenty point threshold. Is has how's the how do you guys feel about the depth that they have? I mean, again, we've talked about they got a, a lot of young talent. They've got kind of some of that veteran presence. But obviously, when you get to the playoffs, you need at least three solid lines, really four, to make a good run. Do you feel like they have enough depth right now? You pointed out the centers being a potential issue or a, a spot for an upgrade there. But outside of that, as a whole team, do you feel like they have enough depth to, to be serious? Or are they just you know regular season Toronto Maple Leaf posers? Buddy, until Ryan Hartman runs out of Kaprizov's Russian gas, we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> good to go. Uh, I mean, Hoppy or Z, you can run away with that. I mean, there's depth there right now, but again, this year with Hartman, it's kind of an outlier as far as scoring-wise. If he can do like 65% of what he's been doing, that'll work for the first line. Second line is what it is. Probably won't change it. So either can Fiala be the goal scorer that he should be, or can we trade him for someone, or like what's what's the last piece there? If that gets solved, then maybe they can go on a run. But again, I still think they need another center. I think they. Do. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what more people need to see to actually like understand that the Wild have been legit for like two years, like since halfway through that first bubble season. Can't win the big been game. Top five in the Can't league. Win the big game, they've kid. Top five in the fucking league, and everyone's like, "Yeah, but it's the wild." And I'm like, "Well, it's not that wild." Like, I know what you mean, but like, it's the same. Forever, the issue is they didn't have that star player, and now they have Kaprizov. You have Fiala when he was going, or slash just can actually put the goddamn puck in the net, and you have a team that rolls four lines just as good as any team in the league. Like John Cooper said, it was the best team that they played that they had played all year long when the Wild beat the wheels off them for sixty minutes. Like it's a that like that's their thing. They have enough depth because they're a team of depth, and they all have they have four different lines oh, that do different sure. things. So it's just they're the team that shows up and says, "How do you want to play today?" And however you want to play, they can match it. You want to play speed, you can play speed. You want to play tough, we can play tough. They can want to score a lot of goals. At one point, they had three straight games. They scored six goals. Like it's just I don't know what more they need to do to pe- for people to be like. Yeah, they are legit because they are. It's just if they can get that number one center, then that's just going to put them over the top to be like a legit yep. contender. But like right, like for now, I haven't seen anything this year that makes me say, yeah, there's no shot that they can't go out and beat any other team in the league four times before they beat them four times. Yeah, but you, so you, see, you, you say they're legit, but then you say after that, if they get a top center, then they can be a legit contender. So like what's legit? No, they're legit. I think, I think they're legit, but I don't the think top. they're a legit contender. 
I think they absolutely can be a legit contender. What's that mean? I think they're good enough to be. I think they're good enough right now. But if you get that number one center, that just puts them over the top as one of the like legitimate. Like you have to talk about the Wild. We talk about a Stanley Cup. Well, what I love about the Wild, you look at the West. They're one of the best teams in the West. No, yeah, for sure. And what I love about the Wild too is that they're like third and fourth line again. Like they're they roll their four lines like <laughs> like it's nothing. But they can match up against like the top lines and the Connor McDavid line and this and that and actually hold their own, right? And 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 you know hold them to to not scoring and stuff like that, where it gives room for the Caprizov line to get the easier matchups. And I think that's where overall the Wild are dominating right now. And like to pick back of what Z said is like matching how a team you know plays and it's like okay you're setting the pace this way we can probably counter because we can play the game in so many different facets if they show up and right now they haven't been showing up they've been complacent we've talked we talked about this on our last podcast episode 235 of the soda pod on the monday episode that it looks like they've kind of just opened things up now and despite caprizov still being point per game and you know him and zuccarello lighting the lamp they're giving up pucks left right and center too so they got to tighten things up and play the way that got them, you know, here and dominating the division. Like yeah. part of that too is Brodeen got hurt. Spurgeon yep. was out for eight games. So it's like they've had to like have for a sure. bunch of different combinations in the back end too. And forever that's been the name of the game for them. I mean, like again, like oh, yeah. two games in a row, they shut down the Oilers and the Leafs. <laughs> like it's like people are still like, yeah, but you know, is that, does that count? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know count? what that even means. I, I can't figure out what you mean by that, but yes, it does count. I'm pretty sure. I, I think so anyways. And that's the, like the, the two grass big game argument too. It's like, uh, does it count? Well, yeah, it counts, but for some reason, but I know, I, think, I know we're just waiting for it to not Only really work out in the end. And then we can be like, see, knew it. Like that's just yeah. the same shit over yeah, and over Minnesota, again. That's Minnesota, but just the so, way it is. So what, like, cause, to your point, like Fiala hasn't been a problem this year. Like he's played well. He just hasn't scored. Like, what's the answer to that? Like, is it just gonna break soon? Like, Stop is there someone that Freddie needs to be up? He's got to practice. Like, Stop who's got to play Freddie with? Freddie Stop so making would you play center, with? Victor Rask or Freddie Gaudreau. Like, literally, like give him Hartman for more than two ma- two games. Like, he looked good with Hartman. He looked good he with did. Hartman. It's shocking. So you're Can't on the Rask that. to first line train, huh? Hell yeah. Tuka Rask, Tuka Rask. first line. <laughs> I would take him, dude. I mean, Kaprizov has Zuccarello. Zuccarello has Kaprizov. It doesn't really matter who's between them right now. We got to get Fiala going. That's that's of more importance in my mind. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it works with. I mean, when he's healthy, Erickson Eck. I just think Eric Erickson fits so well with Felino. <laughs> Fiala would be great. I would say it last year when they had before they got Taylor Hall. I would say like if because the Wild for whatever reason have. I mean, they've been saying it for two years that they don't plan on keeping Fiala for that long. Like, it's just they just—I don't know why, but they're like, "Yeah, we'll see how on paper they can next year." Yeah, that's that's why that fucking Zuccarello. I love him, but that signing is bananas. That contract. Love the player. What was the the was like a lizard tongue thing? Like, what was? Uh, he's the lizard. And then then he still signed. He goes. He he remind. I told him when I signed him. I said, "You reminded me of a lizard with the way you stick your tongue out." (laughs) Like he's like talking the stick. He's like, "Give me the NMC, please." (laughs) He goes, "Yeah, okay, I'm never leaving here." He liked that. Then signed. Like, imagine someone like you remind me of a lizard, and then you say, "You know what? Lock me up for six I'm never, I'm, I'm, I would don't like to hang leave. out here. I like you. Oh man. Oh, 
no, dude, since, since I jumped on teams. here and started this with Isha, it's been love the player, hate the contract. And now we use that on so many people. But, like, I love Matt Zuccarello. Contract fucking sucks. So Even if he was points, making twenty-four games, didn't have the no move. The new, the no move is what's like holy shit. The no dude. move and the term at his age, though, man, coming off of an injury. So, how Look much money it. is on the books for uh, Parise and Suter? Too much. Uh, next year, I think it ends up being like twelve, and the 12. year after that, it's like fourteen. Jesus. And the year after that, it's fourteen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> imagine there's, paying there's that much money. Yeah, imagine paying that much money for players not to be playing in your lineup. Look, Parise, I get. And again, from a culture, like a locker room culture perspective and turning the page, makes sense, get it, agree with it at the end of the day. Didn't think that Suter would also be bought up because the guy can still Suter's fucking play. still good, yeah. Dude, Suter's it, still it, great. He's still it, if, the Wild, if the Wilds can do that with over 10K and still be like a competitive team, we should totally be buying out John Moore right now. Like, absolutely. <laughs> Don't tell Logan that. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so I, I think that's one of the things that's kind of like broken about hockey is that GMs sign these contracts. Obviously, you can't really do that anymore, but GMs come in and sign these huge contracts because, okay, I need to worry about my job right now what can I do to make this team better for the next three years? And then I can say, look what I did for these three years. And then the rest of that contract is the next GM's problem. hundred percent. Next couple GM's problem. Yeah. <laughs> or Arizona's problem. Yep. Buddy. I know. Yeah. That's Mike Gillis in Vancouver. <laughs> it was anyways, all those contracts are off the books now. None of the 2011 team is even around anymore. That was Edler was the last piece, and he's gone. What do we? Yeah, and that's why I'm allowed to have... like Vancouver again. Yeah. Have to an right extent. What? I was wondering if the Bruins have anyone still that they they got on bio. No, no. Um, yes, yeah, Seidenberg and Backus were the last two. Okay. Uh, I think yeah, Bolesky uh, yeah, was bought out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think. I think the end of last year was the end of the last uh, of Bacchus. Bacchus's buyout. Very nice. That one didn't work out too good, huh? No. Nope. No. But also the other alternative was Louis Erickson and he fell off a cliff the second. Oh my God. Don't <laughs> second fucking... he got that You know, I was happy. There was a point where I was happy with that sign. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. The Swede who looked great with the Sedins in the worlds. This will be the answer to all the problems. Talk scores on himself. Looks Score, great. Scores Still on himself. Guy. Yeah, he's fucking a stud. Scores on himself eight minutes into the game. It's over. Yep. It's he looks day. up. He looks up in that meme, man. That <laughs> fucking oh man. It it was just downhill from. I can't believe that. <laughs> I never went Welcome from loving a player so much when he's with Dallas and respectively with the Bruins too. But like really, when he's in Dallas, I, I loved Louis Erickson. So pumped. Oh, sweet. The Canucks are getting, you know, a, a goal scorer who may score the dirty goals, but he can score those goals. What a fucking joke, man. I'm, what a I'm fucking a, joke. I'm like a high key defender of the Sagan trade um, in terms of like the value that it brought back. Not in terms of, I, I don't like the reasoning behind the Sagan trade, but I think the value that came back with Erickson and Riley Smith, like, those are two really good players that helped you out. Didn't, um, didn't they for like a year get or two? Heverly out of that trade? 
I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, got yeah, Peverly yeah. out of that trade, too. No, no, no. Which helped them no, get like the Peverly trade. Peverly gets sent the other way. Peverly yeah. went the other Peverly way. Was, it was, oh. Oh, you're right. Yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Someone, right. someone uh, got Peverly. Wow. I thought, that, Peverly was... I thought that trade happened in, like, 2009. All no, Peverly right. was, was on the there. cup team with a couple with... years off. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone got A couple beers off. That's what it was. A team ended up with Peverly as a result of the same uh, trade. But yeah, Louis so. Louis Erickson was great for the Bruins for no, he years. was. And, and Riley Smith had had a couple of really good years. I hated the that the Bruins had to trade Riley Smith and you know rest in peace Jimmy Hayes. But that didn't didn't work out great. Um, and I mean I don't know if I would have wanted to sign Riley Smith to a big contract or anything like that. But I mean Jimmy Hayes was making three point five or something. So it wasn't like, I think he signed in Florida for like four and a half and then ended up on, on Vegas under fortuitous circumstances for them um, and is still a productive and good player for them. So is he like an alternate captain now for the Vegas? I think he's on his last year. Yes. This is his last year. He's got the, I think it's 5 million. Yeah. Five or five and a half. Yeah, he's he's been a good player. I don't know if I'd want him for five million, but he he's one of those players that I just don't think he would have reached that like that peak in a Bruins uniform. I think playing like, with Bergeron and Marchand. <laughs> well, I don't think he would make it that far. Like I think he would. The, the Bruins, what they do, he already was. Is that, well, they, they they still they just like they give him a few games up there, and then they just are. This like, This is what you, you know get, what? guys. This is what you get having us on our podcast <laughs> on your it's podcast. Just, it's having just, us on our podcast. They, they having really us on just, our podcast. They they just don't give their their prospects the the true chance to shine. They don't give them enough time. And I just think there's there's just certain players like Sagan and Wheeler. Dude, he was already that, shining. He was already like he uh, had Phil Kessel. Goal, he had I twenty goal season I on just, that top line. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I can Fine. see. I still don't think he would have been. I still don't think he'd be like a career Bruin. I think they would have like been like trading him. I think he reached his full potential at Vegas. I don't think he would have been quite there with the Bruins. Other than like many career Bruins. Well, I feel that's just the narrative with Vegas, though. I mean, would Marshall reach his potential? Not with Vegas. Uh, he you know. scored thirty that year. Yeah, I mean, he was the year before. Oh so my God, Pavel Novak just killed a guy. That was that was like a sell oh. high. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about Novak actually earlier this week. I'm like Novak's a good legit. 30 seconds ahead of you, I think. <laughs> yeah, that that reaction was incredible. <laughs> Gonna that need to gift rocked. that. Yeah. That rocked. It would only be better right. if his dog was there. 56 uh, gift that. Continue. Uh, well, I just think that's just like the Vegas narrative. There's a lot of players who just came into their own and became a little bit more comfortable. That's and Carlson. Just... That's not Marcia So. Marcia So is already sick. Yeah. Okay. Fair. No. I mean, so fair enough. He's, I, I he's had, a good player. I had Marshall but... so in his last season with Florida on my fantasy team. I can okay. confirm he was legit. As did I. <laughs> he was filthy. No, a hundred percent. I mean, it's, Riley Smith was good too. I'm just saying, as far as this is the team that I'm going to be like the one of the faces, versus you know just down the lineup, still a very good contributor, but you know at the time still when you thought Florida, you didn't think Marshall Show was the, the first player there. Now yeah, and it's just think... like Mark Stone, right? Yeah. Same yeah, Mark Stone's no, he's he's different. <laughs> so, mean, that... so on our on our podcast, we've talked several times about how sick the like 2016 senators were 
and like how all those players <laughs> ended up in different places. But yeah, Mark Stone uh, ending up in Vegas. All of them ending up everywhere else. And yeah, I'm a oh, big that Kunitz goal is probably the happiest I've ever been in my life. I'm a big Mika Zibanejad guy, so like him him ending up as like a really good center on hey. on New York kind of kills me. Only only player of Iranian heritage in the NHL right now. Mika really? Zibanejad. Hell yeah. Half Swedish, half Iranian. There was another Persian player. He's like, he's ripping up the case still. Fuck, I forget what team. He was like drafted late, you know, like sixth round or something like that in like mid 2000s. Played like a cup of coffee and, you know, made a career for himself in the KHL. But other than that, you know, I don't, I only mention that because like I'm part Iranian. So like <laughs> it's something that's kind of on my radar. But yeah, Mika Zabinajad uh, developed in Sweden. But as uh, I believe his mother or his father developed Iranian. in Iran, just yeah, on, just on the only, the only, the, the one I center in Tehran, the one I center in Tehran. Hey, by the way, though, then this is random as fuck, but apparently the women's roller hockey international team out of Iran is pretty damn good and they won the gold medal like three years ago. Can they play in January or oh. <laughs> do they have Very any nice centers? Team. oh man i think uh i think they do anyways guys uh let's wrap this thing up we've been going over almost an hour here uh is that a lot for you guys i mean it's where it's where isha it's where isha cuts it not for z z i don't cut he's like an hour 10 and he's like all right, we're about holy fuck. Okay, uh. he's like an hour ten, and he's like, "All right, I'm done the first segment. I have uh, around <laughs> the CHL and Twitter questions next, so uh, strap in, folks." We very it, famously you still got a little bit of time before your live stream. You're okay. No, I have to eat, I have to piss, and I have to prep this room first. So, how long are you gonna piss? I mean, you're allowed to leave. <laughs> I need a good twenty-five minutes. <laughs> we're very famous for saying. Uh, all right, let's make this a quick one, like 30, 45 minutes, and then an hour, 45 in. See, like, I oh, stopped doing I, that. Z will say that. He'll be like, yeah, this is going to be a short one, and then he'll get like 13 minutes in, and it's not even like talking about hockey. He's like, all right, so now I'm going to start. Oh, 13 minutes in. Fuck. Okay. It's because it only takes him 13 minutes to get waffled in. And I, yeah. <laughs> I, told, I told my girlfriend we're about to record the podcast, so I'll talk to you in a little bit. She was like, six hours? I was like, two and a half, and she was like, so five, and I was like <laughs> – yeah, so I three, three and a half. Like, we can meet in the middle. Sorry. So I, I have a movie podcast also, and we at the end of the year do like these end of year lists and kind of like retrospectives. And each of those episodes takes like four and a half hours to record. <laughs> well, so Isha, why don't you do your ad read real quick and then you can just leave? I'll just implement Monday's ad read in this one. We're good. <laughs> I thought you were proud of it. You pulled it up before we started recording just yeah, so you could read it. We can do the ad read for you. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty <laughs> I mean, ad. you could. I just closed the tab to be fair. Oh, Cam, okay. Cam and Drew have been right. getting really good at it. All right. All right. I got this. I got All right. Let's this. go. Let's see what you got. I, like, I got to open up those, Google like, Docs. Commercials where they go really fast. It's, it's tough. Yeah. 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 Who's got the yeah, fan dual background? THPN, information hub. Bleep that. Ad read battle going on here in a sec. Oh man, it was so funny. Pat McAfee went on Ariel Hawani's podcast, and McAfee's with uh, the other guys, and Hawani's with DraftKings, our great partners at DraftKings. And he 
jumps on the screen and it goes full screen on the broadcast and just starts flashing the other guys everywhere. And he's like, I am here to dominate your show. And the guy's like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like <laughs> Ariel Hawani, an MMA uh, and Canadian uh, journalist just like went off. He's like, really, really? You have to do this to me. I'm week two with DraftKings. Come on. <laughs> trying to find the do you have the hockey fans. fans. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay for this, and then I actually do have to jet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah there's I've... nothing up for the 27th, Isha, so we're in the 26th, though. <laughs> yeah, DraftKings didn't send me anything yet. <laughs> Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp so that you can feel <laughs> the, the sweat <laughs> like never before. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, N as in Nancy. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or old New Jersey and they're another Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only minimum five dollar deposit, one dollar which require one for customers. Seen spicy drafting with a sports, but details gambling calling code when a hurricane. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that was a little You know what's funny? He it's, is a yeah. sentient being. And, and that was great, Cam, and I understood it for the most part, so we're good. <laughs> there was one time, and this is peeling the curtain back a little bit, but I'll, I'll leave you all with this before I do really have to. I gotta leave out. right away, guys. All right, I'm going to literally piss myself. We have to record another podcast after this. I'm literally jumping on a three-hour fucking World Junior live stream after this, so I got to prep a little bit. But uh, DraftKings only emailed us once and was like, we couldn't understand the disclaimer. And I won't say the name of the podcast. It wasn't Brews and Bruins. Oh, really? Um, I'll say But they were like, (laughs) and I was like, you guys actually check this shit? But they're like, yeah, there's one podcast we could not understand the disclaimer. You're going to have to get them to redo it. And this was like two weeks gone by. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? And so I went to them and I was like, I don't know what you're doing. Because I admittedly have not listened in the last few weeks. But you got to stick to the script. Because they're listening. And they're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Understood. Thank you for the money, DraftKings. Thank you for the money, So, Drew, was Feel the Sweat in there? No. Yeah. Okay. So we've been. It hasn't, been, it hasn't been in there since the summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we we've just been putting that in there every time. It's, the it's my favorite shit. <laughs> Feel the so. They are funny scripts. Um. Okay, boys. Uh. We. <laughs> Hoppy can uh can officially can officially exit you out here, but I do have to run. This has been a blast. Um. This has been a hell of a Wednesday episode. Z excited to edit your episodes as always. Oh, Jesus. And he hasn't uh, even recorded yet, has he? Drop nope. a like on the THPN live <laughs> stream. Had four beers though. <laughs> <laughs> well, four cores. That's like one of what Drew's drinking. <laughs> All right, I'll leave you with this. Like, guys, tell Hoppy why Miller Lite is actually a really good beer. All right, see you, boys. Fuck you. <laughs> Miller Lite, the unofficial official light beer of the Bruiser Bruins podcast. <laughs> It's a drinkable beer you can taste. That's um, that's all you need. You can fucking taste it. That's for sure. Yeah. Hey, 
That's not drinkable. Tasteability high. Tasteability like really high. Urine like content high. I was about to say, Isha's got to bottle up his shit and send it to Z because that's the only thing he'll drink is fucking piss out of a bottle. But it's not <laughs> <laughs> drinking course right now. What's wrong with that? It's not literally. A the the only a beer I won't drink is Miller Lite. I, I can't do it. I think it's disgusting. Yeah, right, mine's, we're learned, bleeping that out. Mine's Miller High Life. Uh, I had one of them at the bar today. That's $3.20 ounce he had at the bar today. So, well, so Miller- I learned, I didn't know this was a thing, but someone told me because I mentioned that. And they're like, oh, so you just don't like rice beers. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're like, yeah, like almost every beer in the U.S. that's a light beer is made with corn. Miller Lite's made with rice. I'm like, huh. Oh, All right. I did not know that. I don't like rice. I know that either. Love rice. I didn't know <laughs> the about Chipotle. the Washington W. Didn't know the about Chipotle the Pittsburgh rice, Penguin. Though. Didn't know about the rice. That USA hockey Chipotle rice. It's good shit. Oh, wait. Sp- I, before, uh, well, actually, I, I was about to say before I move on, we moved on about 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> talking about the logos. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> case we're still on that just, uh, you know, just, we're always on that <laughs> circling back I just like to go back to that uh you know uh dude the stanley cup final with the knights and the capitals the funniest shit in the world was how the knights were doing that thing doing the thing where they were murdering every other team's mascot or logo <laughs> and then it was the capitals and they're like yeah we can't take down like any government <laughs> building so like, what are we gonna do like we can't have you can't kill, can't like, kill an we eagle. Blowing Let's up smash on the, ice. the White House. Like, what are we gonna do? Like, we're now, and that's why they lost the cup because they couldn't incinerate the Capitol building. Oh, that's when they ice. decided to stab Mark Andre Fleury in the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was pre-January. Banana lands. So yeah, that was. I remember before the game, me and my roommates like, "What do you think?" What do you think the Knights are going to blow up on at center ice? Because they can't do anything that has to do with the Washington Capitol. They should have just gone above and beyond and blown up all the government buildings. Like they blow up the fucking National Archives. Yeah, what if they just were like at the Library of Congress? (laughs) So, on that, I got to ask you guys because people will probably be happy when you tell me how wrong that. If you were to blow up, someone mentioned Mark Andre Fleury. Mark Andre Fleury getting stabbed in the back. Yeah, you guys like. I know he's going to be, but do you think he should be an automatic first ballot Hall of Famer when he retires? Yeah. So, so the thing is, like, he was a mediocre goaltender for most of his early career. For most of his career. And most of his early career, he was a mediocre goaltender, and then had like alternatingly very good and very bad regular seasons, and then wasn't a very good postseason goalie for a while until. He had like the cup run until Matt um, Murray carried him through it. Gotcha. The other one. Um, also, oh, 09. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> he had some really bad postseasons after that, too. Yeah, he did. Um, and I, th- I think it's pretty impressive, though, that he's kind of like turned it on late career. And that's cool. Yeah. I mean, like ha- having a having good longevity as my head drew <laughs> <laughs> Especially having... the way, yeah we got to reorganize this <laughs> That's better. there you go uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if this is going into a podcast or anything but 
Oh, they can hear it. Um, I don't know, just, just having like long longevity as like a good goalie, like deep in your career, I think is worth lauding. Like, I don't know. There are a couple of goalies that, that I think did it um, to a lesser extent um, who aren't in the hall of fame. So, I mean, you can point to a couple of guys, but um, I don't know. Having that many wins is is great. I don't love the goalie wins stat, but it's such a stupid stat. But I all right, well, maybe like, this will help with the context though, because I'm pretty sure Z's the only one here that knows. Like, I'm a Penguins fan, and I uh, think this. Um, w- winning a winning a Vezina like that late in your career, like even though I don't you know if you deserved it. it. To him. Um, yeah, I mean the it's good stuff. I. Mostly, I'm just saying this because I think if Marc Andre Fleury gets in, Tuca is like a shoe in. Fair, yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll also expose this. I'm also a fossil like Chris, which is why I'm a Penguins fan. I was born in '90. Wild didn't exist until I was 11. So Mario Lemieux was kind of cool. Yeah. Hey. This is great for all Minnesota Wild fans right now. I don't even know if this is making it to the soda pot or not. Oh, I mean, as soon as I tell Isha that no uh, C-bombs being C-dot-dot-dot-N bombs were dropped, he's just going to ignore all. C-bombs of all the the variety. Like, any variety. (laughs) He doesn't bleep the other ones out. He doesn't really care. And and also, I don't let him edit mine. I don't let him do it. Just in case Shooker's listening to our podcast. One time how, I how many times like in episodes, Z, do you say, don't fucking delete this, Isha, I'll kill you? I, I <laughs> dropped the full beer on myself, and I was like, you better leave this in. <laughs> I, was like, I looked like I just like dove into the deep end of a pool, and I was just like, you better fucking leave this in. You know, edit shit here.